Hello, I'm Design News Senior Editor Dan Carney, and coming up on the Engineering Solutions by Design News podcast, we talk to Rivian's Chief Engineer, Charles Sanderson, who will tell us about his team's greatest challenge, developing their groundbreaking electric pickup truck. All right, thanks for talking with us today, and um, I'm very interested in hearing about your work on this uh, fascinating project and especially interested to hear what your what your hardest problem was what was your biggest challenge and then how did you beat it <laughs> uh so i guess we had a lot of challenges but if you want me to s- summarize into the biggest challenge i guess it started in day one uh when i interviewed for the for the role and in front of me uh at the time rj put a sheet of paper which included a bunch of things one of which was basically a um a spider diagram that described essentially a a summary of benchmark vehicles that represented different areas of what's good in the market. So here's a car that performs extremely well dynamically. Here's one that has great ride. We want great range. We want all these other attributes that are extremely difficult to put together in one single vehicle. So So you want one car to beat all the benchmarks in all the other cars. Yeah, the the one car to rule them all. The challenge is really... um, there's a huge risk in taking on a let's build a vehicle that can do it all of actually just making something extremely mediocre and um, right through the program that risk was ever present and to do this balancing act between how do we find on road like road holding that represents what is I think if you experience today something like a sports sedan but at the same time off road is like a you know, a Jeep or, or something that people recognize as an extremely capable off-roader, but um, that might represent a rock-crawling capable vehicle, but if you want to go fast off-road, we, we back then we, we had a Ford Raptor, right? And they, you know, in the early days of, of developing our cars, they represented the benchmark in those areas, and maybe they don't today, but they certainly did then. And uh, that, that risk of trying to achieve all of those goals could have ended in a complete disaster. So how did it not? How did you so, not have a disaster? <laughs> uh, we very nearly did, I, I guess, like at many, many turns and, and a lot of uh, challenging and difficult decisions, some that came quite late in the program to change um, uh, key components in the car. And I can talk to some of them. I think I'd like to say that one of the biggest enablers is one that I brought from a, a previous um, life developing supercars. And we it is basically a interconnected hydraulic system that helps us to find this perfect balance or compromise between road holding and um, uh, like the uh, body control that sh- that you can achieve with this system at the same time as very high levels of articulation. Uh, it's a, a kinetic system that uh, interlinks hydraulically the dampers like across. It's, it's very hard to explain yes. verbally. Yes. Uh, I always say we need a we need a diagram to to walk through it. But I've explained it to you, and I think you've experienced today exactly what that feels like. You couldn't deliver the breadth um, in this vehicle platform without it. And I've never driven any car um, that that can demonstrate such breadth in a passive system. Uh, even the active systems, which in fact were design of record when I joined the company, uh, which we got rid of in the end because they are, uh, I mean, a, I mean, to be clear, it was a um, powered anti-roll bar, which was limited in terms of the torque that it could apply. So it always it was never going to achieve the same body roll characteristics that you can get with the, the passive um, hydraulic system that we have today. Uh, it was expensive, it was heavy, and it, and it draws power from the you know the battery. So all of those things are 
negatives when you're trying to develop a car that has range, that has all these performance characteristics. But um, you know, g- given the experience that I'd already had with the system, it was it was really easy to bring it in and, and employ it immediately. But we didn't use it as it was. We've actually developed it significantly, very specifically for the Rivian product with our experience off-roading. And honestly, I think the system suits better an off-road vehicle. It was originally, in fact, the the, the original concept of this interlinking system was, was um, it was developed for a four-wheel drive. So right. applying it now on a four-wheel drive and taking it to mass production is, um, it feels like it's been a waste all these years to not use it that way. And uh, honestly, I think that's one of the massive enablers we see. Well, the system delivers impressive results, and uh, it's great to see that it's, I guess, finally fulfilled its original intent. So uh, congratulations on that, and thank you so much for talking with us today about it. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Solutions by Design News podcast, where we explore the solutions engineers have devised for their very toughest challenges.